And they said, this works. And we see that now. We see that because the checks are coming in from the property managers. And we see that this could be a replacement of our income and we could retire. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips. Because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I am Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be, I think this is going to be a really good episode because we're going to talk about something I don't think we've talked about yet at all. But I think it's something that's relatively popular right now, especially with some of the people that we've talked to. And this was kind of a request from some of our listeners. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about uh, retirement today, which is kind of a weird term nowadays. By the <laughs> way, if you, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, uh, like us, and um, if you would, write us a review. Uh, just be honest. Let us know what you think, and um, we, we'd love it. That, that helps us more than you guys know, so we appreciate that. So retirement. Heather, this is crazy. I, I've talked to more people lately that have no intention on retiring at all. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I, I think uh, for most people, when I ask them about retirement, they say, well, I don't picture myself ever really stopping working, but I want to have flexibility, you know, to do what I want to do. So yeah. And I mean, what do they mean by that? Because that's, that's what I hear too, because they currently don't have flexibility. So ultimately, what they're saying is, I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. But it's not like I want to go hit golf balls like all the time. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of them will say to me, like, look, I don't have this real, like, I like what I do even, but I don't have this need to just stop. And so, but I want to be able to choose. So one thing that I guess, um, when I kind of reiterate back to them what they're asking and what they're saying, I say, well, I guess if one of you got sick, if you or your spouse got sick, you know, what would you do? How would you handle that? And they just say, yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to worry that I have to keep working, right? That I have the flexibility that I can choose differently. Even if I like my job right now in 10 years, what if I want to make a change, but I feel like I can't, like you're just stuck. So I think that's um, mostly the feeling that they want to avoid um, that feeling of not having a choice. Right. And I, you know, I kind of agree, right? Yeah. For, for myself, it's definitely um, makes a really big difference when I talk to people to say, yeah, money's just a tool, right? Like it's just there giving us an exchange of energy, right? That we can be able to have flexibility and real estate is a great tool for that um, to give you that flexibility. So when I build some wealth plans for our clients, um, I will often look and say, okay, what are you looking to accomplish? And they'll usually give me that answer. I want to have flexibility in retirement. I want to have um, some possibilities to do something else if I want to, or just retire altogether if my circumstances change. So I start building a plan kind of going backwards from that goal and saying, okay, we're replacing your income. We're looking at replacing, you know, $10,000 a month is probably the most common number I hear (laughs) Um, and working backwards from that using real estate. So it's a really powerful tool. 
Yeah. And I, you know, so what I'm hearing from people and I feel this way, people ask me all the time, like, Hey, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, well, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really think I'm going to retire. I, cause I kind of like being in a game. I'm not, you know, I guess I don't care what the game is necessarily, but the game can't tie me down. So what I'm hearing consistently from people is they either want to start a business or something where they can continue to do something that they like, that they can build, that, that they can, they can feel like they're doing what they really like to do, which is to be involved in a business that's, that's working and moving forward. But they're so tied down to what they're currently doing that they don't want to do that anymore. Yes. And I even think that some people, Heather, they say, like we've talked to, to physicians and dentists and, you know, attorneys and people like that who love parts of the practice, yes. whatever it is, but they don't want to have to work all the time or the thing falls apart. Mm -hmm. And there's some ways that some of those people have managed to make it so that they can continue to do their craft, whatever it is, reap the benefits of having built a business, but not have to be the person who's constantly, if, if you're a dentist, to be chairside constantly, but to be able to go in and maybe do a surgery or two or schedule some things around when you want to do stuff and still have the business run. One of the ways that most of the people are doing this is creating a second quote business or job or something like that around real estate. For it, sure. it's, a, it's the perfect non-retirement retirement because you can be as active as you want to be or you can be as passive as you want to be and you get all the benefits of having this fantastic business that's running, but you're, you're literally not tied down. And if you're still wanting to produce in your, in your other business, you have some incredible write-offs in addition. Let's walk through maybe a progression of how a person who's in this situation, not ready to quote retire yet or get out of what they're doing, but they, they're making good enough money to be able to invest. Let's walk through how this works. And you were talking about what you just did. Yeah, and I think that's, a, that's actually a perfect scenario for someone who's just starting out in investing to see the power of how this thing works, right? So yep. tell everybody what you just did and, and, and then we can move from that into the next step and kind of go step by step on how somebody can actually make this happen. Yeah, for sure. So um, when I first started working with Ron, we've worked together for uh, over 13 years now, I think it is, Ron. Um, it's about Lord. as long as I've been married. I had hair. No, I didn't have, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have hair. No, <laughs> but when, um, when I first started working with Ron, I couldn't purchase. My husband was in grad school. We saved and saved and we're pretty conservative. So we paid off a lot of debt, student loans, things like that until we purchased our first rental property. So it's only three years ago, almost to the day that we purchased our first rental property. And I ran the numbers on my rental property just a couple weeks ago and I ran what's called the return on equity, which I believe we have um, talked about that on the podcast before. Um, yeah, we have a, we have one on the uh, we have one on the podcast. We have some on the uh, on YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. So basically, all I did is I took my annual cash flow and divided it by all of the equity that I have in that house. I did get comps from a local um, agent, and it's in North Carolina, and I'm in Utah. And I said, okay, I have fifty thousand dollars of equity in this house according to the value and according to what my mortgage balance is. So I paid sixteen thousand dollars down for that house. So it was a little $80,000 house. I love that thing to death. And um, because the mainly the reason it's gone up in value so well for me is that the property manager raised rents. So they raised rents really effectively on that house. Um, it started at $750 a month and it's up to $900 a month. So I basically did the math. It's just a math equation. And I said, 
yeah, it's time to sell because although it's cash flowing really well, I could pick up two houses in place in, in place of this house. And I actually found a fourplex that is a low, about $50,000 down. So I'm going to take a single family home that I is just $80,000 and buy a fourplex. So my cash flow is going to more than double. The cash flow is going to be roughly a thousand dollars a month on the fourplex. Whereas prior to this, it was about four, I think it was about four fifty. 400, something like that on this North Carolina house. So it's substantially increasing my cash flow. And all I started with was $16,000. And granted, it was faster than I thought it would be. I thought I'd hold this house for five to seven years, but in the end, I've held it for three years and it's time to move. Um, and I actually was a little bit emotionally tied where it was my first rental property. <laughs> and I love that. And, and it was <laughs> and it was so good. I mean, that, out of the yeah. gate, that one was a, was a really good deal. I mean, that's a really good picture of, of how this progresses, right? Because it was one investment that turned into two, but really multiplied even more because if we're talking about units, we turned one unit into four units and more than doubled the cash flow. And you can yeah. see really clearly, like if you keep doing this over time, and even if you start with more properties in the beginning, this thing accelerates really, really quick. Depending on how much you have to invest, this thing can really, really go very quickly. I mean, we do have some professional people who make a lot of money and have a lot of assets um, saved up Mm -hmm. who are able to replace their income out of the gate. And then this becomes fun, right? This becomes a game. Yeah. Mentally, it can take you and go, okay, cool. Now I don't have to do this thing that I was doing. I can if I want to because I, I don't need the money. So mm-hmm. I don't have to do it, but I can do it. So now I can shrink this thing to what I can make this other business, whatever I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, now I have the ability to actually take this real estate business and turn it into a real business. If you turn it into a real business and you actually start paying attention to what's going on, like Heather was doing, now it's about how can I grow this thing, not only cash flow wise, but also how can I generate more and more and more assets? And here's the real kicker, which I know we've said before, but I just want this to sink in. Heather, how much money out of your pocket did you use to buy? property number two that was really four units? Oh, so I'll probably just have really closing costs to pay out of pocket. I won't have most of the down. So a few thousand bucks. So the thing that I want everybody to understand is that the property birthed four other units and Mm -hmm. it, it is what made it so that Heather now cash flows a thousand instead of 400. And if you had five or 10 of these things in the beginning, now you have five or 10 of these that have birthed. Now you have 40 units yeah. And you have, you know, $10,000 a month coming in. And it's really easy to see how this thing over time progresses. And then there's some really cool things that happen, right? If you can replace your income and you've got options, now it becomes a fun game. But at the same yeah. time, the rules of the game, the rules of this game are different than the rules in the other game that we were playing. So if we have a normal business, Heather, and I'm making half a million dollars a year, I'm more than likely paying 40% of that at least in taxes, right? So I'm left with maybe 300,000 if I'm lucky out of the half million that I that I made. The rules in that game are different than this game. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> it, so it's a, it's a really cool way to not retire and still have crazy amounts of flexibility, which we're finding a lot of professional people love. And part of the reason they love it is because you don't have to work as hard to make a lot of money. And then the money that you make, you don't have to pay a ton of taxes on it. It's, it's, it's almost sounds when I talk to people about it, the what response I get is that it almost sounds too good to be true. 
And I'm like, yeah, it kind of, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, cause I've already written off $27,000 against my income from that little property I bought from doing cost segregation on the depreciation side of that little house that I paid $80,000 for. So, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I've already made my money back and then some, and now I'm going to take an additional $30,000 or $34,000 in addition to my down payment that I'm going to take and convert over to a four unit building. I mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome. There's nothing like it's it. And look, it's not more complicated than this. Everybody's, well, it, it seems too good to be true. Well, let's just put this in something that I think everybody can understand. Everybody knows that the politicians that we elect and send to Washington, D.C. don't give two craps about you, me, or anyone else listening to this. They do not care. But here's the thing that we can always depend on. They do give a crap about themselves. They do give a crap about their own bank account. And they do give a crap about how much taxes they pay. So all you really have to do is figure out which tax advantage things that they want to advantage and just do those things. And wealthy people, which whether they go there wealthy or not, they will be wealthy if they go there, right? So they end up wealthy or they were wealthy to begin with. Wealthy people own real estate. Therefore, the people who have been elected, they seem to always make really cool tax advantage strategies surrounding real estate. Yep. And so I can't see them, even the ones that really say a lot that they want to tax themselves, they don't ever really seem to touch the things that really do tax them. And so I think everybody listening to this can go, yeah, that's probably, that's, that's pretty accurate. And so it's really not too good to be true. It just, it just is what those guys are doing. And so they tax advantage it for themselves, just kind of like they voted to where they don't have to be a part of the healthcare thing that they passed, right? They get their own cool healthcare that we don't get to be a part of that one. But this particular thing right here, we actually get to participate in this one if we just follow the rules to the new game. That's one reason I love what I do in working with clients that are starting out. I have a lot of clients that aren't, that are, have sold a business. They have a lot of money to work with. And I have clients that have, were like me that could buy their first rental property. And I love leveling everybody up is what we say in the office, in our office, um, that everybody can take advantage of the tax strategies that the wealthy use instead of having a farther separation of the classes that we teach people how to use these same strategies, the wealthy you're using. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and we have several clients who are right now in the process of doing this, right? They are currently either exiting via sale from their business, from their practice, and they're still working over there because they kind of like it uh, or they're winding down or whatever, and they're ramping up their real estate assets and they're getting really super pumped about this game over here. And it gets even cooler because once you actually have time to get into this and understand all of the different ways that you can make money, short-term, mid-term, long-term strategies, completely diversify your portfolio, all backed by hard assets, but none of the assets actually being the similar, or they're similar, but they're not the same. It's astounding what you can do. And it's really cool how quickly you can make this, uh, make this adjustment happen to become a full-time real estate professional, real estate investor. Plus you can dabble around. The other thing is if, if you're a professional and you don't care about the money anymore, but you really like doing the service, you could actually go do whatever it is you do for people who can't afford to pay you to do the thing that you do. Yeah. You know, dentist, attorney, business owner, whatever it is, you contribute to society and you don't have to worry about money and you get tax advantaged for doing all of it. Yeah. I mean, I work with people that I I have a client I was talking with just last night that they, they got inherited a house 
and it was worth only about a hundred thousand dollars. And I helped them buy four houses with that money, right? So their cash flow is about twelve hundred, yeah, twelve hundred dollars a month or so. And they got on fire. Like I kind of said, okay, great. Like let me know if you guys have any questions going forward. And I had no idea. And they called me and said, so we have equity in our house and we have a 401k and we want to, we want to go heavier and deeper into real estate. So we're acquiring six more houses right now because they saw, wait a minute, we have, we had no concept of how we could retire before short of just dumping money into the 401k and hoping for the best. And they said, this works. And we see that now we see that because the checks are coming in from the property managers and we see that this could be a replacement of our income and we could retire. So it's once you catch the vision, it's, it feels like an addiction because you see the possibility in front of you. It's pretty cool. And you know, one of the things that we've talked about, but I'm not sure that we've actually put it into this context is that it's not just the appreciation that, that happened to make this possible. It's all four of those returns stacking up over time. So you have the cash flow that's coming in that if you're currently still working or you currently still have your business, you don't really need it. Yep. So if you stack that up in the bank, in addition to that, part of that spread, that equity spread that you had on your property, Heather, was your tenant paying off your mortgage, just yeah. you know, making it happen right every month for you, plus the appreciation. And then you got some cool tax benefits too. But those three things were put, literally putting money in the bank that is investable. All of those things, when you add them all up, that's an acceleration piece that I think most people don't really realize because they have to, you have to decouple your head from the normal financial model where you are. I was, I was literally just talking to a guy who was here giving me some advice on my, on our software platform. And he was like, well, yeah, but how's this different than stocks? Well, cause he's like, well, when the stock market goes down, the real estate market goes down. I said, yes, that's true. But when the stock market goes down, if you actually need to cash any of that stock out, you're just kind of screwed Yeah. because the stock goes down. It's going to come back up over time, just like the real estate market. Right. But the difference mm-hmm. is that in the real estate market, I still have the cash flow coming. I still have the dividend. Yes. And I still have somebody paying down my principal and I still have the tax benefits that make it so I don't have to pay taxes on the dividend that's coming in. Yeah. And none of that is true of the stock. Even if I had a dividend producing stock, I still have to pay taxes on the dividends that are coming in. And typically if it's, produ- if it's producing a dividend, it's not really that much of a growth stock either. They're just different. And if you have cash flow coming in from this one over here, it's a little easier to watch your stocks drop because you know they're going to come back up because you don't have to liquidate them to live on them. Yes. Um, Incredible. A lot of people just watch their account dwindle, right? In retirement. Um, I, I give, um, tell this story a lot. My grandparents, um, my grandfather's health is failing and he has saved about $4 million over the course of his life. And he doesn't want to move into an assisted living facility that he needs because he doesn't want to spend his money right? Where if it was real estate, it would just be some of your cash flow coming in, right? Versus depleting your bank account. So he sees that and just goes, man, I'm just going to have to spend all that money that I've worked really hard to save. And he's in his eighties and he won't make that move, right? So it's really interesting to watch that mentality of save, 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 and then try to unwind that. Try to stop 
that mentality of I'm just going to keep saving my whole life so that I can retire and then try spending it. I mean, everyone I've talked to that's been in that mode, it feels like really, really hard. Whereas real estate, you're cash flowing and the asset is still potentially gaining value, not losing value. Right. It's, it's one thing when you, when your nest egg is continuing to grow and then you've got all this extra money over here. Yes. That's it's because that's not really spending your nest egg. Yep. You're, you're spending what's coming off of your nest egg it, and it's continuing to grow over time. Even if you have a lot of money like that, it just changes the game. In addition, you don't have to feel bad ever about being able to have fun and take people out and do cool, fun things with them and spend money on them because you're still leaving your nest egg or your inheritance to your kids, right? That That whole thing that you've been trying to accomplish to give the rest of your family a better life through all of your hard work still happens. It still yeah. continues to produce income and you don't even have to feel bad about spending it. Not now. I don't have any problem with that. I'm planning on spending it and having a blast uh, all the way through 125 or whatever I live. <laughs> As an aside, I was just, I've been listening to all these tech books because of the software that we're building. I've almost convinced myself that I'm going to live way over a hundred at this point. <laughs> I mean, they're talking about injecting things that they can wait until it's in the right place in your body to release specific medicine to, I mean, it's crazy yeah. kind of stuff they're talking about. Anyway, good point. So we're if we're planning on this time in our life where we're supposed to be able to have fun and still work and build this nest egg for our kids, we may need to plan a little longer than we thought because yeah. we're already living way longer than we thought we were going to. And it looks like to me, based on everything I'm reading, that we're going to be living even longer than that. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm planning on it. I'm, I'm at least getting to 100. So, <laughs> at least. I'm not even halfway Ron, done yet. Ron, Ron won't be outdone on how long he lives. <laughs> that's right. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. This acceleration happens, and if you can understand it from the beginning and plan accordingly, you can plan yourself right out of what you're currently doing and into your next phase of business. Yep. So th those of you out there who are saying, I don't want to retire, I'm with you. I don't want to retire either. I want but to. Do you want to, to work part time, right? Do you want to pull less hours? See, I don't even like. I don't even like part time and full time. <laughs> I want to work Ron time, and <laughs> that changes week to week, as you well know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I work really, really hard, and sometimes I don't work at all, and yeah. that's the way I like it. I like to be able to do it when I want. And, you know, when I get back from vacation, I feel charged up and I want to go like conquer the world for three days. I was going to say a week. So <laughs> something really short term like that where I can actually do it and then feel like I can take a break again and I can do things how I want to do them. That's not retirement. That's not part time. That's not full time. That's just whatever Ron decides he wants to do. That's Ron time. And that's the way I want to have my quote retirement because that can start any time. Yeah. I don't have true. to wait. I don't have to wait until some arbitrary number. And I don't have to, if I'm ready to quote, retire or non-retire at 35, I don't have to just sit around like a bump and do nothing for the rest of my life either. I can yeah. continue to grow my assets. I can continue to do it in a, in a, in a way that's fun where I get to play a game and I get to win, but I'm not tied down to anything because I got these awesome property managers out there doing all the work for me. I was going to add one thing because this is a misconception I hear a lot is they'll think, well, if I retire, then I can't continue to purchase. I won't qualify for a loan. And this is one thing most people don't know is you can actually count that passive income from your rental properties and it will allow you to qualify 
poor financing to purchase more rental properties. I think right now you need a two-year history. And of course, you have to have enough income to offset your expenses. And then some, like have some extra every month after all of your expenses to make that work. Um, But you also can have a spouse qualify and it can be off of rental property. So it's pretty cool. Um, It gives you some extra flexibility, even in retirement, that you can continue doing what you want to do in the game. So yeah. I like it. Plus, if you're leveling up, like Heather said before, you're moving more into commercial properties, into apartment buildings and things like that, where the banks look at more of a holistic picture than just the one size fits all rules that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do right now if you're if you're getting a regular conventional loan. And not to say that you I mean, you still have to have assets, you still have to have cash flow, but those can come from multiple different sources, multiple different businesses, and they look at things a little bit differently. And so because, and they're, and they're underwriting the property, they underwrite you too, but they're really underwriting the property. And so that's another way you just kind of move out of this tiny little single family home thing and move into more of a commercial space, especially if you're exiting with a little bit larger nest egg and you have the ability to make that happen because of, because of the asset base that you have. There's anyway, there's a, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do this, you know, do this non-retirement thing that I just hear so many more people talking about nowadays. One of the easiest possible ways to do it and to not worry is through real estate. Even if you want to do a startup in a completely separate field, the real estate gives you the cash flow the ability to live how you want to and do that lean startup yep. and, and not have to worry about it, right? Yeah. We just want to coin a phrase for it, guys. We've been trying to think, Ron and I, on retirement, non-retirement, like what is this called where you have the cash flow coming in and you can choose not to work? And it's because it's not really yeah. the same retirement I always thought of growing up. So, And I, I don't even like the term retirement at all. I I just want that completely gone out of my vocabulary, but Heather's right. I haven't come up with it. So if you guys come up with it, I mean, give us, shoot us some comments, let us know. We'll give you a shout out if we decide it. It would be yours. There there has to be one. There has to be one. Don't (laughs) trademark it before you send it to us though. uh, We want to make sure we have the ability to do that. (laughs) It's going to happen. We're going to come up with a slick word, man. So uh, everybody, uh, hopefully that was beneficial. So, I mean, don't sit there and think that you have to retire or that you're getting forced to do it or you have to do it a certain way. And it's just not true anymore. It's just not true anymore. So much flexibility in this. Um, and, you know, you, you, we kind of told you what our plans are. Um, and they're just, they're just different than what our parents and grandparents did. Awesome. If you like the show, what do they do, Heather? They're going to they're gonna leave us a, write us a review, not just That's put right. the stars, write a review. You scroll to the bottom and write a review. And you can find us on Facebook. You, um, you can also reach out to us for a wealth plan at um, rpcinvest.com. Um, that's kind of what we've been talking about. That plan to help you get there is the wealth plan. So we help build those and customize them for every client. So if that's something you need help with, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah. And don't keep us a secret, everybody. Till next time, go make some money. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.